I'm Dan Weinbaum, and this is Experts in the News. We're joined by Bill Hammond with Casey Elder Law. Thanks for being here, Bill. Thank you, Dan. What are some of the major threats that folks face when it comes to their estate? Well, one of the problems that we sometimes run into, Dan, is people thinking that they've got everything taken care of when they really haven't. They want to make sure that not only have they dealt with the issue, what happens when I die, they also need to deal with the issue, well, what if I don't die but become sick along the way? And there are some things that people ought to be looking at. I'll give you a couple of examples. First of all, everyone listening to us, if they're over the age of 18, they at least ought to consider having powers of attorney in place. The reason is because the law says up until the age of 18, parents are the natural guardians of their kids. Once those kids hit 18, then if they didn't put a power of attorney in place, the law says they must have meant not to. Dan, you and I are over the age of 18. We and all of our listeners over the age of 18 ought to be considering powers of attorney. That is something interesting because my experience has only been with thinking about an elderly person, a a senior who has issues or something. We have to get power of attorney to handle their, their, their finances. But you're talking about having a power of attorney when somebody's in their 20s. Every one of my five kids on their 18th birthday came into my law firm and we did powers of attorney for them. The reason is, like I said, because up until the age of 18, my wife and I could make decisions for them. Once they hit 18, they're adults. We could no longer make decisions for them. So all of our listeners ought to be thinking about that. And there's two different kinds of powers of attorney. Okay. One is for finances. One is for health care. The financial one, of course, says, you know, as long as you can make your own financial decisions, you will. If you can't, you appoint someone to make decisions for you. The health care one, of course, has to do with health care decision making. As long as I can make my own health care decisions, doctors, hospitals, medications, care centers, all those types of things, I'll make my own decisions. But if I can't, then I appoint my spouse, my children, whomever, to make those decisions for me. And as part of that, we probably also want to do what we call a living will. And the living will is that document that says, if I have an incurable injury or disease or illness where I'm not going to get better, I don't want to be hooked up to life support or I do want to be hooked, whatever your wishes are. That's right. Whatever you want to have happen. Well, that would be important. Beyond that, we then want to have other things in place, like a will or a trust. We've talked about that in other podcasts. You can go there and listen to what we talked about regarding that. You also want to make sure that you get your documents uh, updated to reflect the elder care journey. And by that, I mean, Dan, we want to make sure that not only are we dealing with the question, what happens when I die, we also need to deal with, yeah, but what if I don't die but get sick along the way? Beyond that, we want to think about, are there any types of insurances that we ought to have in place? You know, we have car insurance. We have fire insurance. For some of us, if we're young enough and healthy enough, we ought to be looking into long-term care insurance. That can be really helpful down the road. Beyond that, we want to make sure that we have the appropriate beneficiary designations set up on our life insurance and our retirement plans so that if we pass away, those assets are going to go when we where we want them to go, you know, and just because you set something up years ago doesn't mean it doesn't need to be looked at. So we want to make sure the beneficiary designations are set up appropriately. There's a lot of things to think about. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> but then what happens if a family member, a parent or somebody is starting to, 
you know, suffer memory loss that's mm-hmm. significant enough that the family's quietly discussing it. You want to be then talking with someone who's helped families through that whole process because you want to make sure that you explore any benefits that might be available. And that's the type of planning, Dan, that ought to be done just as soon as you start to recognize those symptoms. This could be so overwhelming to think about on your own if you're trying to help a family member or even plan for yourself. People ask, where do I go? What do I do? There's so much to think about. That's right. And that's why I think, Dan, an elder law attorney who's helped families through this before is in a unique position to help you figure out what needs to be done in your situation. So many steps to go through, so many things to think about, different things. And each person is going to be different because each person's estate whether it's small or large, is, is, is going to be unique. That's right, and there's no cookie-cutter solutions here. They've got to be tailored to your own needs. We're talking with Bill Hammond with Casey Elder Law. You can find out more information on this, caseyelderlaw.com, with the experts in the news. I'm Dan Weinbaum. Bill, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dan. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.